This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinnies on Dubai Eye 103.8. Helen Farmer with you, your chance to hear from the experts, the insiders and the industry, get some great recipe ideas and of course share your questions as well as we talk all things food. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinnies. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. It is Farmer's Kitchen brought to you by Spinnies with me, Helen Farmer. We're broadcasting live from ICCA and uh, we are going to be cooking up a storm. And when I say we, I definitely don't mean me. Um, I was not invited to take part in the Spinney's cookbook um, in light of the fact that I'm a horrible cook. I said you can have a Heinz tomato soup and a cheese toasty and they weren't interested. But what we do have today is an amazing chef who is going to be talking through how to make a really lovely festive meal. Chef Troy Payne joining us from the Pangolin. Good afternoon, sir. Hello, Helen. How are you? I am well. I am openly delighted to have you with us because we've been trying to get you on the show for a while and there was a little interruption to our plan. Huge congratulations on your daughter being born. How's it all going? Um, it's a dream, actually. It's, it's more than a dream. It's uh, it, motivationally everything. It's, it's, it's incredible. I'm very proud of my wife and, and, and my little daughter, Dot. Oh, little Dot. Well, thank you for being with us today. You are Aussie. And we're talking about our national pastry dishes this afternoon. Are you going to try and fight me for the sausage roll prize? No, I'm going to go for the meat pie. Oh, meat pie. All right. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been in Dubai for? Um, it's about eight years now. And, what? and yeah, it's, it's magic. Uh, it's, it's, it's home. <laughs> I th- honestly think that once you, have, once you have a family here, and it, it actually does make a big difference. It really helped me feel a lot more settled, kind of raising family. And you see the city in a completely different way, I think, as well. What brought you here in the first place? Um, originally, I came here with uh, Chef Greg Maloup, and um, he brought me here, and we opened a couple of restaurants together, and I just never left. So, <laughs> and then I went on to work with other people and find out more about Dubai, um, settled here nicely, discovered the desert, four-wheel drive, everything, yes. camping. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's magic. And, and f- now that we're having a family, there's no place safer than Dubai. That's right. So, or the UAE, so... So let's talk food, because you're at the Pangolin now. For anyone who hasn't been through the doors, can you describe a little bit about what's on the menu? Can you even kind of pin down the cuisine? There, no, we can't pin down the cuisine. I know, that's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, I'm after so, you know, 30 years in kitchens and restaurants and traveling the world, um, it's time to go back to, was, was time to go back to the true feelings that I have. Um, which is heritage, family, culture, mm-hmm. um, memories, memories. Food is an incredible memory. Everyone's talking about pastries. What's their favourite thing? Um, you know, and but everyone has a memory that's linked to that. Absolutely. And so the idea with the menu is, and the food that we cook and what we do with the team, um, is to is to reincarnate those and to bring them back to life for you. Um, there's you know there's many dishes on the menu from all over the world. Um, but it might mean something to you. It might mean mm. something different to me. And you're making memories when you eat them as well. I think that's something we often forget is that food, of course, it's fuel, but it's also communication and celebration and, um, as you say, kind of sense of nostalgia as well in, in so many cases. Yeah, there's, there's so much to it. I mean, I remember when I first started cooking, I had this dream that was, you know, was crazy and unca- you know, weird and, and people laughed at me and, um, and didn't think I was actually serious, you know. And, and I was like, what did food mean to you back then? I said, I, said I, th- I think food can actually create world peace. Because when you're sitting at a table, you don't argue. 
when you're, you know, when you're, you're sh sitting, you actually sit and talk to someone and enjoy a moment. Just got goosebumps, but I think, <laughs> I think, no, but I think that that sense of shared experience is actually something that is incredibly important. And everyone brings something different to the table, yeah. but by having that shared experience, it connects you. Yeah, completely. And I think that's why diving into heritage in food and the cultures of food, um, it helps enhance that even more. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Joined by Chef Troy Payne of The Pangolin. He is our chef of the day. We've got some very excited participants for our masterclass. Chef Troy, we're making a festive rack of lamb and a Hasselback butternut and it sounds incredible here's my worry i look at a rack of lamb and go mm, i'd get that in a restaurant but i don't know what to do with it is this a beginner level dish or something that someone of your experience needs to needs to be doing no this can be beginner level this is this is why we're doing it this is it's also about showing um, you know, the wonderful products that Spinney has mm -hmm. that a lot of people probably might not touch. Well, that's exactly it. That's exactly why I love the show because there's so many amazing products on the shelves or on the chiller section. And like, again, I'm thinking, I just wouldn't know what to do with that. So we're really demystifying some of this produce today. So tell us about the lamb. Do you know what, uh, how are you going to be preparing it? Yeah, so basically we're cleaning up the lamb. We're going to be showing them how to French it and clean the bones. Um, something that probably some people don't know or don't even know they've never seen it as a whole piece mm -hmm. um, and then we're going to be tying it up in a nice little crown marinating it roasting it keep it nice and simple um, and also showcasing that Christmas isn't just about cranberries and cranberry sauce so we're going to be doing a sauce with uh, sour cherries Ooh. so you know nice still festive um, keeping it light keeping it a little bit sweet we've got some nice spices in there so it's earthy but sweet but spicy but yum but let's go for it um, and then the idea of the pumpkin, the Hasselback pumpkin, is, you know, vegetables are often forgotten. Um, they sometimes could be like sad sides when they should be celebrated. Yeah. So this case of, with the butternut pumpkin is about showcasing it and making the centerpiece of the table. Um, it's there to complement and compete with the lamb rack. Now, you being an Aussie, what does Christmas Day normally look like? When you're not working, because I know you probably have been working for most of your career on Christmas Day, but if you're at home with the family, what's, uh, what are you cooking? We're seafood. It's, um, you know, this is the oysters and the prawns come out. That, that old saying of shrimp on the barbie. Um, <laughs> it's a cliche <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> it's a cliche, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, we do it. Um, and, and it's beautiful. I mean, for us, it's summer, um, and we, we celebrate that fact. And so everything's fresh, everything's there, and we go for it. Chef Troy, you were talking earlier about the role that memories play, nostalgia, and travels when putting together the menu at the Pangolin. What is your first foodie memory? Is there a smell that takes you right back to your childhood on the food front? Oh, this is easy. This is standing in the kitchen with my nan, um, with my dad's mum. And she used to make sponges with just two forks. No whisks, no machines, just two forks back to back. And she'd stand there and whisk egg yolks and whisk everything and make it together. Um, and then we used to get sent off to the back laneway and pick these banana passion fruits. Um, and then so we'd come back after the sponges would cook and she'd make a passion fruit icing and a little passion fruit cream and a simple, you know, very, very basic sponge with passion fruit icing. So she that's sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, so there's, I mean, I've tried to replicate this cake many times and it, uh, no, it doesn't happen. Cakes are granny's touch. Chef Troy's with us this afternoon. We're going to let him get into the kitchen now. We've got some beautiful produce from Spinney's waiting to be lovingly prepared by our participants. Welcome back to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinney's. Eat well, live well. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Joining us now is Chef Sergio from ICCA. 
Um, and we've talked about your heritage before because you come from a fine line of countries famed for their food. For anyone who hasn't met you before, what is your heritage? Well, um, I was actually born in a small island of Madeira. Right? It's a small island off the coast of Portugal. And mom is Spanish, dad is Portuguese. So let's talk pastries then. I mean, I just said it, custard. Yeah, so when it comes to pastries, obviously being Portuguese, um, but I actually grew up in South Africa. So obviously there's a lot of beautiful South African desserts as well, which obviously I grew up with. Um, those are awesome, but obviously, you know, when it comes to homey desserts, it's obviously, you know, the pasteed nata. I'm sure everyone really knows that around yeah. Dubai. It's growing. Um, and yeah, definitely some custard pies are out there, pecan pies. Now, we've talked about this before in terms of those are great sporting nations as well as great foodie nations. So it's not so necessarily about who you'd support in the rugby or the football. But if you're going to choose one dessert from Spain, Portugal or South Africa, what would the one dessert be? Um, must probably be Portugal, yeah. to be honest. Classic. Definitely. I Have mean, you tried your hand at making your own? Um, so I actually graduated as a pastry chef as well. I actually wanted to become a pastry chef. And obviously 17, 18 years ago, it was like, you know, if you're going to go be a pastry chef, it was more... I don't, I don't really want to say it. It's mm, sort of careful, changed. Be very it's, you know, it's sort of changed over the years. But I thought, okay, well, let me not go be a sponge monkey. Let me rather, you know, jump into the hardcore hot kitchen and work with meat and fish and chicken and all of that. But at the end of the day, I love my pastry and I got such a like a sweet sugar rush. Do you really yourself? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Chef Sasha, whenever we have chefs on chef's table, and it's often the likes of Troy who's with us today, we always mm. ask them to put together their desert island meal. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it, you could get dark, you could say death row, but we're going to go desert island because it's Thursday and I'm, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> so if I was going to send you to a desert island, and we'll say it's going to be for six months, it's okay. not forever. You're not going to have to go full Tom Hanks castaway, but okay. the food's going to be atrocious. The night before you go, though, you get to have the meal of your dreams. Starter, main, dessert, you could check a cheese course in there. You could have all three desserts for all I care, but it's going to be a meal that you can look back on during those six months and go, oh my goodness, that was amazing. It could be dishes you've had in a restaurant internationally. It could be something you grew up with, something sure. you've dreamt about having. I can see the brain whirring yeah, around. So it's actually quite easy. As much as, you know, us chefs, everyone is like, oh my God, you're a chef. Um, you know, what's your favorite food? At the end of the day, we might cook the most amazing dishes. But at the end of the day, when we home, we just want simple, beautifully home, hearty cooked food. Mm -hmm. So for me, it would be, um, it's a, a soup for starters. It's a kale soup. A kale and potato that soup. awful. No, it's actually <laughs> lovely. It's actually, they call it the green soup. It's called caldo verde. All right, so it's kale, potatoes, and beef chorizo. Okay, you've saved it with the meat, to be honest, because yeah. that was sounding like something I'd find in the bottom of my fridge door. So that would be a winner for me. And then just a steak, egg, and chips. Nice. For me. Nice. Just a good rump steak, 250 grams, two eggs on top, soft, with chips, big sloppy chips, dip it in the egg. Beautiful oh steak. Man, I'm yeah. hungry. I had a really average lunch, and you're not <laughs> helping. I, I had half, I had half a cheese sandwich at home, and I've just oh, had yeah? some crisps for the show. Basically, because I'm saving my appetite for this lamb that uh, Chef Troy's mm, cooking up. It's going to be amazing. And what about your dessert? Dessert, to be honest, um, ice cream. Yes. Yeah, just plain vanilla ice cream. I love it. Yeah. That's Sasha's. Yeah, we're going to be catching up with Chef Troy later, find out what his is. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8.
Helen Farman with you, joined by Chef Troy Payne from The Pangolin, the man in charge of the kitchen this afternoon, the one who's turning our beginner chefs into, well, superstars who are going to be wowing their families come the holiday season. We're making a festive rack of lamb and a beautiful Hasselback uh, pumpkin as well. If anyone's not familiar with what the Hasselback is, how do you describe it? It's mm. traditionally done with a potato. Yeah. We cut a potato in half and then we make lots of little incisions all the way through it so that we're making like a house of cards. And so then that way, once it cooks, it becomes soft and it opens up and flares open and we can have nice dressings in it and herbs in it and nuts fall into it. Yeah. And it goes all crunchy on the outside and roasted beautifully in the middle. So it becomes like a, a vehicle for different flavours, really. Oh, completely. And how is pumpkin going to be different in terms of cooking time, texture when it's cooked as well? Um, well, we're doing this so we don't take too much of the skin off, only the, the very outer part of the skin. So we want, we want that texture there. Um, and then roasting it, we, we will steam it for about 15 minutes under foil, but then it's removed. And then we want all that caramelisation to happen. We want all, every, all those flavours to become very excited and hang out with the pumpkin. I love this. <laughs> it's all going to be getting groovy with the pumpkin. Um, now, when it, when it comes to our lamb, it is, of course, from Spinney's. We're talking a little bit about um, its story, where it's from. But in terms of the preparation, this is what I get freaked out with with fish and everyone that's been saying, don't worry, the guys will do it for you. You just need to point out what you need. They'll make sure it's ready for the kitchen. What about when it comes to a beautiful piece of lamb like this? How much prep are we going to do on it? Um, well, we've started already and we've shown the, the ladies here the, what we're doing today. Um, and I think, I think they'll all be able to do it. Um, you know, we've run through, I actually showed them the whole piece and we've started with the whole piece. We haven't just done that and we're going to teach them how to French the bones, clean them up nicely um, so that it can be a nice dainty dish for them. Amazing. Right, Chef, you get back to it. I know Chef Sergio is in your spot, so go and claim your rightful crown as Chef of the Afternoon. Um, joined now by Sol. She's a food blogger who actually joined us on an episode of Farmer's Kitchen a few months ago as a participant. So won a spot to come along with a friend and cook and life has changed as a result of Farmer's Kitchen because, so you, you are now actually a student at ICCA. Yes, because of, you. <laughs> I know you've been cursing me when you've had your homework. Well, and sometimes uh, I just keep remembering, why am I doing this? And then I'm like, oh my God, it's Ellen Farmer. She made Farmer. me do it. Now, tell us a little bit about why you made that decision because it has, it's a big shout. It, it is. And uh, with my business still going on, it was a very hard decision to take. But it's been something that I've been wanting to do and um, getting into this field was really like uh, challenging for me. But last time when we m did meet here and I'm like, maybe it's a sign. So how about I get to meeting and get my questions answered? Mm -hmm. And honestly, they were all answered like I want them to. Now, this space is absolutely incredible. Yes. I'd never been before we started broadcasting Farmer's Kitchen from here. It's a beautiful, beautiful um, academy. There's a beautiful vibe and here. And everyone's so nice. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the gear is amazing. I'm surrounded by gadgets now. <laughs> what, is, what is the course that you've signed up for, Sol? Um, Full-time professional cookery. And how many weeks, months, that's years? <laughs> no, that's months. Uh, three months of intensive. Um, so every day? Every day, uh, except for Fridays. Uh, one day off and uh, it's almost a full day like basically we start at 7 6 45 a.m and uh, all the way till 3 4 p.m and what have you learned so far can you tell us a little bit about how the course has unfolded um so um, we've done a lot of theory a lot of practical too and for example today we made four soups 
so it was a well soup day very hearty love a soup day <laughs> very hearty. so a couple of weeks of theory before you yes, let loose yes, in the kitchen definitely. and then but safety and hygiene and yeah which you know this is this, this is, is a basic for everything and it is because this is really about teaching people how to be professionals definitely in the kitchen do you think you're going to sign up for another one after this well if you'd asked me yesterday i'd say no <laughs> <laughs> but i'm in a good mood today so maybe yes <laughs> what have been some of the surprises along the way anything that's kind of um, twists and turns good or bad well waking up early is something that i'm not good at mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm doing it and i feel that oh my god my body can do this i can push my limits and can because you're doing something you love yes i'm very passionate about it mm -hmm. otherwise i wouldn't be here i wouldn't be smiling doing this i'm so thrilled for you i really really am thank and you and there's all sorts of different courses available at icsa we've had a number of messages over the yes. course of farmer's kitchen saying my son graduated is now working in kitchens whenever i speak to chefs uh we sh I spoke to chef mustafa last week who is at the zabil mm -hmm. sarai and he was saying we've had incredible students coming through there's Emirati twins who are you know just 14 years old here yep. at ICCA so um, please do get in touch with me on 4001 if you want any more information so where are you from well I'm Lebanese Canadian so what is the national pastry dish of Lebanon would you say um, I would say kanafa yeah kanafa okay Lebanese kanafa which is different than other ones but yeah okay so thank you so much thank it's you it's an absolute pleasure to thank see you, you again and I'm so so thrilled that Farmer's Kitchen's kind of taking on a bit of a different path. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. It is Farmer's Kitchen, brought to you by Spinneys with me, Helen Farmer. We're like broadcasting live from ICCA, and it is Chef Troy Payne of The Pangolin, who is the man in charge of our merry band of cooks this afternoon. Um, I've seen you making, it's getting a bit saucy in the kitchen. What are you making? Uh, we're just doing the marinade for the lamb. And when uh, do, here's the thing about marinating. When do I do it? <laughs> is it like, is it something, you know, it's like a marinade for 24 hours. Does anyone actually do that? Could you just whack a bit on before? Oh, what? we've got some things we marinate for seven days. What? <laughs> Troy, life's too short. Yeah, life is too short, so why enjoy Rubbish something food. that's... Yeah. <laughs> Knew what you were going to say then. Um, okay, so for this marinade now, what's in it? Uh, we're using a blend of allspice, which is not Chinese spice mm -hmm. it's, it's one spice mm -hmm. pimento so we're using pimento or allspice otherwise known as allspice a um, bit of cinnamon a bit of ginger Ooh. black peppercorns and garlic so very warming flavors then for our festive marinade yeah well we just blended up and the ladies had a smell and um yeah the first word was yes that is festive it smells like christmas that is christmas so yeah, you can find christmas in most surprising places <laughs> <laughs> we're on a bit of a time crunch today mm. this is what one of the criteria when, we, when we're speaking to chefs to say you know come in and teach us how to make something but we need to be able to do it in a couple of hours so we're not marinating that um that lamb for seven days how long is the, is the marinade going to be on no this is basically brushed on um, and then straight into the oven. Amazing. Yep. Okay. The pumpkin's already in the oven. That's already cooking. Um, so this is basic. This is ideal. Mums, dads at home with kids, put it in the oven. Leave it alone. You're so calm. Are you calm in the kitchen in the restaurant? Yeah, I think so. I, Should I'm, I call one of one of your employees? I'm a bit more. I, I, I'm. I, I mean, I even call myself. You know, more of the eccentric chef instead of the executive chef. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's the atmosphere like? Do you have music on? Yeah, we have music, radios, there's normally generally two radios. Dubai Eye? <coughs> yes, of course. Thank you so much. Just yes, checking. yes, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, we listen to a, a, a wide range of things. It's not just music. Sometimes there's a podcast going or things like that. Um, and so it's, but 
the nicer environment you have, um, the, the more you're going to get out of your staff. Mm -hmm. um, they like coming in, they like working. We, you know, we'll sing and dance. If the music stops, we, you know, it's like, who's DJing? Where's the DJ gone? <laughs> <laughs> and how many nationalities are in the kitchen? Um, I've got about six. Wow. Yep. Um, and we do this with a 50% minimum um, female staff. Do you really? Yeah. So, I mean, I think at one point I was 70% female. Love it. Yeah. Chef, you need to get back into the kitchen. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Joining us now is Harry Murphy. He is the category manager of proteins, the man in charge of the butchery at Spinneys. Harry, where are you from and what is the national pastry dish of your home country? Uh, from Ireland, so from County Kildare, uh, very close to Dublin. Um, grew up in the country so close to well actually on what was my grandparents farm oh, so amazing. meat and livestock has always kind of been in the family and been in my blood you could say is there a pastry of ireland oh my goodness i don't think so to i'm be giving honest. it all like every country has a pastry dish apart from ireland <laughs> not to the best of my okay, knowledge well, we're, we're, we're good on meat though you are great on meat and yeah. you are personally great on it as well so we're going to be talking about this afternoon now we're making a lovely festive rack of lamb with chef troy this afternoon but Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat, and I need to order my turkey. So the most important question, we've had a number of people asking, when are turkeys coming in? You are the gatekeeper of the turkey of the UAE. When are the turkeys coming? Our turkeys will be in on the 22nd of December. So we currently have a online pre-order system available for customers. Um, so we're actually seeing some good numbers coming through on that already. So customers can log on to spinnies.com and on that landing page, they'll see a strip at the top. They can just click on it. It'll bring them straight through to the online order form and they can book whatever quantity of turkey or any other game or Christmas speciality dishes that they like. Christmas speciality dishes. Now, I spoke to Tom Harvey of Spinney's last week and he mm -hmm. mentioned the three bird roast. Tell us more, Harry Murphy. So that's our star product for this year. Um, a three-bird roast, uh, sometimes called a turducken. Uh, Honestly, any kind of portmanteau, <laughs> I am delighted. A turducken, so turkey, duck, chicken. Exactly, yes. So I feel it's like a, we can take it further for 2022, by the way. We need, can we do a four-bird roast? Uh, the, there does exist a, a five-bird roast in some uh, in some countries, so that might I'm, be. If I'm, we, guess, if I'm we guessing America. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so th they'll find a few other game birds to, to squeeze inside. <laughs> so how how big is it for one thing, and how many people would you would you recommend it feeds? It's essentially the size of a, a medium whole turkey, and th there's a couple of ways of doing it. Um, you can debone it completely and roll all the meat, which makes a, a nice easy roasting option, mm. or you can also keep the structure of the turkey intact so it will actually have the appearance of a, a whole bird but you um, stuff the other meats inside. And then you have like a reveal at the table. Exactly, so we've gone for the latter option. We think it presents beautifully on the table, it cooks beautifully because you get all the dark meat, mm -hmm. um, all of the, the legs and thighs, uh, which are my favorite parts of the turkey attached. And uh, we also have some stuffing in there so you don't even need to worry about any accounts to go with it. Love the sound of this. Any questions when it comes to choosing meat, what to do with it, please do get in touch on 4001. Now, we went out for brunch for Christmas Day last year, and it was a nice day. It was fine. But I missed that sense of occasion of the bird coming to the table, everyone eating the same thing at the same time. So we're going to be cooking. I say we're going to be cooking. My husband's going to be cooking at home this summer, this, uh, this Christmas. 
I feel like that's a real sign of being a grown-up, being able to do a, a roast turkey. Have you ever done one? I have done, but only under the uh, guidance and of tutelage your Irish of mommy? Uh, my mum and uh, <laughs> actually my younger brother. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, who's a fantastic chef in his own right. What are you going to be doing this Christmas Day? Uh, going home, flying home for Christmas, so flying oh. home um, on the 23rd. So we'll be with um, extended family, uh, be in one of my aunt's houses. And yeah, it'll be uh, sort of a... well traditional Christmas dinner. Oh, well, we're talking about traditional Christmas dinners, but also some of the innovations that they've got at Spinney's this afternoon as well. Uh, we're talking about the Beef Wellington, a lamb guard of honour. Never heard of this. Harry's going to be extending um, his knowledge to us this afternoon on that. Um, and if you do have any questions, everything from where meat is from, as I said, what to do with it, or maybe you want to share your expert tips Please do. I'd love to be grown up enough. Maybe I'm 40 next year. Maybe, maybe that will be the Christmas that I finally brave the kitchen and do turkey on Christmas Day. 4001 is the way to get in touch. Lots of you getting in touch with your, um, the pastries of your home countries. Milk tart. Any guesses, Harry? South Africa. Okay, right. We're getting nods. Um, Cornish pasty. What else could it be from Richard? Um, well, it's coming... It's, um, Albert, Zeus Belusen, Holland. Ah, oh, you're all just stitching me up here with the pronunciations. But I'm happy to take it on the chin because I want one of you to win 500 dirhams to spend in your local Spinney store. Harry, if I can give you 500 dirhams now to pop over to Spinney's, let's go to Maidan because it's, it's, a, it's a nice store, that one. What would you spend that 500 dirhams on? I would go straight to the butchery counter. Good man. And uh, <laughs> buy some nice Angus fillet. Okay. Let, have, let your imagination go wild. For me, it's going to be about the cheese. Nice, a nice Thursday night cheese board. Yeah, that would that would be it for me. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. We're talking food. I'm Harry Murphy with us. He's the, uh, the category manager for protein. So the man in charge of the butchery at Spinney's and about to come into a very busy season. The turkeys are flying in 22nd of December, but you can now order. Um, can I ask you, um, we had a message in saying unpopular opinion, but not a massive turkey fan. And I've heard this before. People are like, everyone says turkey's amazing at Christmas. If turkey was so amazing, you'd have it every Sunday or Saturday, or depending when your weekend's going to be. Um, what do you think about other options on the holiday table, Harry Murphy? I'm very glad you've asked because that's something we've made a really specific effort to address this year. Um, so whilst some people view turkey as the quintessential um, go-to for Christmas Day um, we know that there's a lot of people who don't actually uh, enjoy it either so we've <laughs> tried there's always that sense of duty everyone's like mmm this is delicious yeah yeah and like you know sometimes suffer through a main course for you know the benefit of everything else <laughs> and then else. three days of leftovers <laughs> absolutely um, so no look we're, we're aware um, that, uh, that that's not for everyone and even the um, the thoughts of spending a few hours or half a day cooking a large mm -hmm. turkey can be very daunting or intimidating for people so uh, we have developed a really uh, nice beautiful new range of uh, centerpieces for people's tables and um, we're going to have and i could smell and see this beautiful lamb behind oh, me here amazing um, we've um, designed two lamb guard of honors so a lamb guard of honor is two um, full lamb racks uh, interlocked to look like a crown oh, with a uh, herb wow. crust on them so we've got a garlic and herb for traditionalists and we've done a pistachio crust for people who are a bit little, more little middle eastern twist and what i really like about that is as what i said to you before about having that sense of occasion of the the kind of the showstopper being brought to the table 
and it doesn't have to be turkey. It could be something like a you know, crowned lamb. What about um, what about beef? And anything you'd recommend there? Yeah, we're we're going to be looking after our beef-loving customers this Christmas as well. So we've developed a beautiful beef Wellington, um, not a product that we've ever actually sold before. So um, we we do it in-house. So it's completely unique to us. Um, it's made with New Zealand grass-fed fillet, so beautifully tender, loads of flavour. Uh, there's a really nice thin layer of crispy pastry on the outside. And as you've said, in, in terms of impact in the middle of a, a packed dinner table, it looks absolutely beautiful when it's cut. You've got a salmon on croute as well for any pescatarians out there. I just want to come back to the lamb, if you don't mind, Harry, because as you said, you've got a lovely, um, lovely rack of lamb here. Where is it sourced from? I know... The, the pandemic hasn't allowed you guys to go out and travel and meet some of the farms and the farmers that you have done traditionally. But I know you've got a really close relationship with them. What, what about this piece of lamb in particular? Where, which country, what part of the world? It's going to be coming from Australia. So it's all grass-fed, free-range lamb, uh, all from southern Australia. So um, a supplier just outside of Adelaide, uh, beautiful farmland, some of the most beautiful countryside you'll see in your life, um, grown as sheep and lamb are supposed to grow out in open pastures um, roaming around eating grass um, but be beautiful beautiful products and well, a supplier we've dealt with for many years I find um, the, that kind of process so interesting because depending on the season what's growing in the grass even the herbs they're eating it can even affect the flavor of the meat do you feel like you could do a bit of a taste test could you tell the difference do you think in terms of seasonality or country where a piece of meat is from um, it depends. Like, does it I'm not springing a quiz on you now, I promise. <laughs> Something's going to land on the table in front of me <laughs> Don't here. Worry. Um, th so there's certain parts of the world you can get um, lamb in particular, because lamb can have quite a strong flavour mm. and, and quite a gamey flavour sometimes. Uh, but there's particular parts of the world um, where they actually graze on different types of bush and brush that are not just grass. And that can impart really strong flavours onto it, which would be very distinctive. It would almost taste like a, a different meat mm -hmm. to, to what you're used to. Um, but in terms of general uh, grass-fed lamb from the likes of either Australia or maybe the, the UK or Ireland, um, you would get a, you know, a, a broadly similar but very, very high-quality product. It smells unbelievable. We'll be catching up with Chef Choi very, very soon. Um, so come your Christmas Day, you're going to be back home in Ireland. Cooking, not cooking, leaving it to your mum? Uh, we'll be in my aunt's house, okay. so uh, she will be doing the turkey? the heavy lifting. On yeah, yeah, there'll be a turkey there, and um, so we'll all be we're all generally asked to bring something with us. So um, maybe bring some cheese along, or maybe a dessert. Cam if camel I'm milk, chocolate, something like that. Yeah, some some dates over. Um, but I think it's quite interesting to kind of think about what that day looks like and how to cut down on the stress. And I think that's why some of the innovations you guys have come up with, whether it's that crown or the beef Wellington. And don't get me wrong, it's not me, but some people really love and are excellent at that planning and their precision. My husband get, has a Christmas Day Excel spreadsheet. This is my life. That's very good. <laughs> um, but, I thought, you know, for that sheer convenience and wanting to cook at home, is there anything that you think um, kind of is, makes things a bit simpler for anyone who's dipping their toe into, you know, hosting? Um. Well, it, it depends what, what you want to cook. So if you uh, if you want to cook a turkey, make sure you've left yourself plenty of time. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you've got a meat thermometer. Make sure you uh, cover it with tin foil so it doesn't burn before the inside of it cooks. And uh, base, start basting it about an hour before you take it out of the oven. Um, otherwise, th those products which we've mentioned, like the Lamb Guard of Honours, the Salmon on Crew, the Beef Wellington, um, 
if people would like to buy those and try those with us they're a ready-made easy put it in the oven take it out and serve it and it'll look beautiful so they will certainly remove a lot of stress for people and a key question how do you feel about a leftover sandwich absolutely love it it's my favorite part of christmas me day. too what goes into yours okay so it will be white bread Obviously. white sliced pan um small layer of mayonnaise a mm -hmm. little bit of mustard on top of that okay some turkey mm -hmm. mixture of breast meat and dark meat okay bit of stuffing on yes, top of that yes good few bloody tickets and then the, yeah. the top end a good thick layer of butter i was wondering if you're going to go for a bit of gravy a bit of a moist maker um Usually at that stage, the whatever gravy has been left has, is already on the meter in the stuffing, so uh, that'll that'll be part of it naturally. Okay, this is controversial. I could do I could do leftover sandwich three ways. I could okay. do your kind of mustard mayonnaise, mm -hmm. amazing. I also like a bit of Branston pickle. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, don't do not judge ketchup. <laughs> oh, I, no. I wouldn't judge anyone on Christmas Day. <laughs> Let us know yours this afternoon. We are talking festive food. Harry, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. I think you've all made us thoroughly hungry, a little bit excited about cooking come Christmas, but hopefully a bit more relaxed about some of the things that are available on the shelves at Spinney's. Welcome back to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinney's. Eat well, live well. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Chef Troy Payne joining us from the Pangolin. Coming over wafting your Hasselback pumpkin under my nose. That smelt unbelievable. What have you put on that? Very simple. Go on. Very simple. Simple, he says. Decades experience <laughs> of a chef. <laughs> Go on. Uh, no, this is a mixture of honey, um, apple cider vinegar, mm. olive oil. Um, apple cider vinegar is a, a forgotten vinegar, oh, I think. I love it. Yeah. And so, I mean, at the restaurant, we make all our own vinegars. So, really? yeah, but and I've told the ladies here, I've shown them with this apple cider vinegar, has the mother. So, I've given them some little descriptive uh, d d examples of how they can start their own vinegars at home. That's oh my goodness, the kitchen smells amazing here. Good, huh? So, we've got that sweetness from the honey, you've got that kind of bitter bite, the sour from the vinegar. So, we're balancing lots here. What yeah. else? And then you've got the olive oil, and then we've got some um, beautiful fresh thyme and some sage in there. Um, sage, another a herb that a lot of people are scared of. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, if they use too much, it's you know, and it's true if you use too much. But this is an example where we can throw it straight at a pumpkin, put it underneath it, get it on there, and um, and it's all going to come through really beautiful and nice and subtle in the end. I heard I was earwigging to you talking to our um, our culinary crew this afternoon, talking about how our taste buds can really only handle and compute three things at the same time. Can you tell us more? Yeah, it's, I think there's a, there's a big misconception that you know we, we, when we taste something, it's like, oh, there's this and this and this and this and this and this. Um, whereas, you know, you, 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 your mind is actually only able to incorporate three flavours at a time. The next mouthful, it might take three more flavours. Wow. You know, it might. You, each time you taste something, you're tasting different things each time. And so it's not just about, that's why food with different flavours and lots of different spices, mm -hmm. that's why, you know, people can say, oh, it's got so much depth. And it's because your brain is, is calculating and, and taking it all in. And so it's not, it's not like you, the first time you might taste cinnamon, the next time you might taste cardamom, or it might be this, or it might be the sage, or it might be the olive oil. Um, but you know, it's 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 gradual, and so that it's more enticing for the brain, for the brain, and for the palate. Do you think your approach to cooking has changed as you've kind of moved through your career? Were you doing 
throwing all the flavours at the wall when you were younger and less so of that now? Or have you got a bit bolder or more experimental as, as you become more experienced? Um, I think over time you just become more mature. Mm-hmm. Um, and with cooking that happens. Um, and, and it's very enjoyable. And as, as you get older, you, uh, I mean, I'm very energetic and excited and things like that and and I can talk too fast and I can get too excited about a pumpkin. That's wonderful though. Um, But at the same time behind that you you, there's a sense of calmness and and you get time to to think about it and you become a lot more relaxed Mm -hmm. Um, and you know after 30 years in kitchens if you haven't learnt patience then there's something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're on a bit of a steep learning curve now you've got a three-month-old daughter and on a previous episode of Farmer's Kitchen, we cooked bread, baked bread, with um, Jason Atherton, who at that time, I think, had a seven-month-old daughter. And we were, he was cooking from his home in London on Zoom. I was in the studio in Dubai, and I was like, right, how often are we going to get the chance to look inside a celebrity chef's fridge? You opened his fridge, do you know what was in there? The pouches that we all have feeding our children. <laughs> I'm putting I'm putting that Ella's Ella kid through college with the number of pouches I've bought in my lifetime. So you know food, I know kids. What are we looking forward to on the weaning front with little Dot? You must be excited to get some flavours. Um, I already do it. Yeah, but do not, really? she doesn't eat. She doesn't eat it. Yeah. But anything that we that I'm cooking, um, she has a. I, I got a little bouncer from Australia that I like that I had when I was young, mm-hmm. and so she has that in the kitchen. Um, she's not near the stove, don't worry, mums and dads. Um, she's um, away from that, but she sits there and bounces on the floor. And anything that I'm cooking or cutting, um, I let her smell. Mm-hmm. And then we're also teaching her how to say that in as many languages that we know. Are you serious? So, you know, you make sure that it's lemon, you know, and so whether it's garlic, whether it's anything, so that it's, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think she's going to have much choice about what she does when she gets older. <laughs> I mean, part of me kind of hopes that she goes full beige. She goes, sorry, Dad, I just want plain oh. pasta every time I go to the restaurant, <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Chef Troy's with us this afternoon. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Helen Farmer with you for Farmer's Kitchen. And honest to goodness, the kitchen here at ICCA smells absolutely un. Believable. Joining us now is Vicky, one of our MasterChef participants. Vicky, I've just had a little taste of the dish that you're making this afternoon. Was it delicious? You are in for such a treat for your dinner. I had Chef Troy's and, I mean, his was good, but I reckon yours is going to be better. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what you've learnt so far. Well, actually, um, we started off with a pumpkin um, and it's... The, the way that, that Chef Troy did it, it, it was unbelievable. Lots of herbs, lots of spices, a delicious marinade, mm. which I will definitely use again. Um, and, and we've just been preparing the lamb um, and Frenching it, and we're just about to pop the marinade on it. It's something all chef French- Frenching <laughs> the lamb. Um, would you think to buy a rack of lamb if you were shopping in Spinney's? Would, would you look at it and go, yeah, I could, I could take that on, or is it something you perhaps would be a bit hesitant about? I would, I've never done it before, mm-hmm. but I would do it now. See? Um, yeah, you just learn something. I, I, if I'm doing lamb, I would normally do a ra- like a roast lamb. Me too. But actually, it looks amazing for a dinner party. And I think that's exactly it. It's about that kind of showstopper moment. Yes. And actually really easy, if you have the confidence to do it or you learn the skills. And I think that's, for, for me, honestly speaking, I love food, I love going out, I love going to dinner parties, but when it comes to hosting people, it gives me massive anxiety. Yes. If I, ha- if I was given 
all the budget and all the time, I think I could just about do it if I was kind of, <laughs> you know, taking a little time out every, every 15 minutes or so. But that's why I love this show, to be honest, because yes. you've got people like Chef Troy who have got decades of experience, but explain it in such a wonderful, very, easy very way. Easy. Very easy. Yeah. You know, for someone that hasn't done any cooking courses to actually come and understand it and be able to go home and, and make the dishes is amazing. I'm looking forward to going home and yeah, serving it, it up. Look all <laughs> yeah, you've got to get some people over tonight. <laughs> you're going to have to. Vicky, thank you. I know you're going to need to get back to your, your piece of lamb. So thank you Pleasure. so much for being with us this afternoon. Really, really appreciate it. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Joined now by Courtney Brandt, food writer, blogger, uh, superstar traveller on the food front as well. Courtney, how are you? I am doing quite well. I love the smells in here. Oh my goodness. Are, it's, it's so festive. It it's is. beyond. The marinades have got cinnamon, allspice got sour cherry sauce if you stick around you might get to have a little nibble i love chef so it's it's probably going to happen see you've been to the pangolin yes. what are some of your top picks on the menu there do you know he's always doing something different and i love that there's a lot of repeats in dubai yes mm. we've got our burrata we've got our truffle um but chef is always doing he and his team are always doing something different so i think for those who are looking for something really unique in the market uh, the pangolin is where you want to go speaking of unique um <laughs> My, uh, we've just had just had a, a bite of the most delicious lamb, and now we're talking about 3D printed alternative meat. People, let me know four zero zero one. Would you eat this 3D printed meat? I'm genuinely. It could be a thumbs up or it could be a thumbs down. Courtney, I need to know a little bit more about this. What's the, what's the deal? So we have um, a number of uh, false, you know, non-meat meats in the Alternate, market. Alternative. There it is. Mm-hmm. So why? I, I don't know. Has technology gone too far with yes. this? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Have it, I will say though, in the market here, we have Impossible Foods, mm-hmm. um, which is available at most, actually, even on your Talabats, your Deliveroo's, you can find them. So if you are looking for a more plant-based diet, you can. Not the 3D version, but the Impossible Foods version is available like a pickle. You can have it here. I, and and I, I actually really rate I a lot too. of these. I do too. The texture is there. It's, yeah. it's, you're not expecting it, but if your brain doesn't know, you wouldn't know. I fooled my kids yes. numerous times by having... Um, there's a Moving Mountains one from Spinney's. There's the Beyond. There's the Impossible, mm-hmm. as you say. I had, I had the pickle um, from there recently, and it was delicious. I still don't... Okay, confession time. If anyone can explain this to me on 4001... I find the 3D printing idea as a concept just really confusing. Yes. Because that's not 3D printing. It's basically... Anyway, it really annoys me. Um, But I I get a bit of an ick about this, to be truthful. I would say... I'd like to know more. If I'm thinking 3D, I'm thinking pastry. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, those small little bits that you could do, like something about meat or alternative meat is weird to me but in a pastry i love it like a little butterfly or something like that i'm into that not so much the alternative meat or regular meat i don't want to see it in a printer i don't i don't i don't know technology too far do you agree let us know on 4001 now on what day is it today on monday night i went to the timeout market and i know you went there last night yes now if you haven't been to the timeout market yet it is in sukal baha it's where my beloved Rivington used to be, but I tell you what, they have done an absolute great job in, uh, in bringing some amazing flavours to that spot because in each city, Time Out um, for their market handpicks some of, well, the, the brands, the stories, the people that best represent the, the city on the food front, which doesn't necessarily mean it's all Emirati food. It isn't at all. It's homegrown companies that are doing something special. 
and as a result, Courtney, it's an absolute hotbed of some of my favorite chefs and restaurants. What about you? I have recommended so many people because you can go to all your favorite restaurants in one location. You don't have to get in the taxi. You don't have to. Um, traffic is mental. Mm -hmm. You go to one place. You've got the views of the birds. You've got the fountains. Ah. I was there like a tourist 15 years <laughs> in Dubai. I'm there filming the fountains. <laughs> it was brilliant. Prices are great. And best of all, for the next month, festive menu. So each each place at the Time Out Market is offering at least one festive dish. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be a starter main dessert. And actually, there's normally only one dessert place there. But everyone else can now open up their dessert offering for the festive period. I think we had different things. I was yes. stalking your Instagram earlier. So I had from Folly Workshops, the guys at Folly um, at Madinat, a giant Yorkshire pudding. I took a picture, but I didn't have it because it's, when I say massive. As big as my head. Yes, absolutely. Filled with um, beautiful turkey breast, gravy, obviously, and some great sides. For me, and I have to say, I think you're going to be in agreement. Should we say it at the same time? Yeah. One, two, three. Pickle, Pickle burger. Yeah. Pickle burger. It was unbelievable. The bistro bird, definitely for two people. Like if you're one person, good on you. But well, honestly, here come the meat sweats. Um, comes with gravy, comes with stuffing, comes with turkey, cranberry, a I, meatball on top. Yes. I, so I ate the turkey first, and then I had the burger and just the gravy throughout. And and all all props to the team. It is oh, such a good dish. It is Christmas a Christmas burger. Yeah. We can put those hands together. You can. Could not be happier. Um, I was also really happy. BB um, yes. GIFC is one of my favorite spots. And every time I go there, I'm like, have you put the super green hummus on the menu? And they've, give, they've done that. <laughs> they've also done a special bow for the festival. I had season. the bow, the lobster. Um, nothing disappoints at BB at no. the end of the day. And, and that they can expand the menu and do something a little unique. Um, I, I love that that the whole market has this flexibility mm -hmm. to add in unique things. And also, you've got different cuisines, literally from all over mm -hmm. the world, each putting a bit of a twist on that kind of festive thing. So, so if you look at the likes of Reef, for example, he's done a really beautiful silky turkey ramen, mm -hmm. creamy, and then a dessert, which yes. he's famed for. Yes. What else did you eat? I had, um, so, the we love a pit fire. Obviously. Yes. The It Tastes Like Christmas Pizza. How did I miss that? I did it takeaway because I was too full. And um, so all the flavors of uh, Christmas right there on Brie. the pizza. Yeah. Cranberry. Uh, cranberry, yeah. Turkey. Turkey, yeah. I think there's like, and then there's a cranberry sauce, yeah, <gasps> on top. So, you know what? That's the other good thing. Some of this is for takeaway. So if you get too full, which you will, then you walk, you can do a takeaway like I did. I had, um, so Pit Fire Pizza is owned by Bill and Michelle. The most gorgeous couple. We love. Love them. They're amazing. They started this from their home in their ranch in the ranches, and they were literally making pizza in their garage. And speaking to their friend Stuart, being like, "You grow tomatoes. We're going to put some tomatoes on your pizza." Stuart, best friend of, of yours truly. No yes. way. Yes. yes. Shout out to Stuart Kirkham. Good. <laughs> you, Stuart, you do good tomatoes. Um, Michelle's also famed for her apple pies. So the apple pies on the festa menu, and that's what I had the other night. Um, I mean, it, the mind absolutely boggles. I, and I think, to, to be honest. I'm going to have to go back at least once or twice between now and Christmas. I'm going, I, I know your parents are coming, my parents are coming, and I'm absolutely, it's like literally the first thing I booked to bring them. There you go. Yep. Um, so that is some of the special dishes on the Time Out Dubai market. Um, it's going to be an absolute treat. We, I loved it. I really, really did. Great spot, as, as Courtney says, if you've got visitors, get to see the fountain, great view of the Burj. Um, and what I want to know from you this afternoon 
is when you think of your home country, what is your national dish when it comes to pastry? Courtney Brandt, if you're from the US of A, I've just got an apple pie coming in from John. Oh, I'm going Krispy Kreme donut all the way. (laughs) (laughs) This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Awesome to have you with us this afternoon. And um, I've just had a little taste of the dish of the day. We are here at ICCA. Chef Troy from Pangolin has been making a festive rack of lamb. Hasselback potatoes with the most gorgeous honey and hazelnut glaze. Courtney Brunt is with me, who knows her stuff on the food front. It smelled amazing. It tastes amazing. It tasted even better. Yes. Listen oh. to if, if you're if you're in your car, listen to the rebroadcast tomorrow, I would say. Follow along. <laughs> follow along. Yeah. We will share the recipe. Oh my goodness. Um I love you. So you do a weekly roundup of some of your favorite articles, the, the news, the views, the reviews that, um, that kind of catch your eye. And it goes out on a Friday. Okay. It's meant to be lazy. The weekly A to Z or A to Z, as I might say. Z. <laughs> Z. Z. Depending on your passport. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I, it's become a real highlight of my weekend because what I think you do so well is you're so plugged into the local food market, but you've obviously got that kind of international lens as well, given how much you travel. And you collate and curate some of not just the kind of the cutting edge new stuff but stuff that kind of really tickles your fancy stuff that makes you laugh and smile and it, it's um it's a it's a really fantastic way of kind of getting your um kind of understanding what's going on in the market and being entertained too how can people sign up for the newsletter so uh, you can find me on uh instagram at underscore courtney brandt uh, underscore i've shifted from a to zatar if you're on Substack, it will still be a to zatar uh, but i have my link tree you can find all my links uh, via there and uh, yeah i really i have I'm almost up to 5,000 subscribers. Uh, a lot of good engagement. Um, I'll see chefs or I'll see front of house or I'll see people around and they're like, I read it. And I'm like, well, that, that means good. a lot to me. Yeah. So it's if you're looking for maybe an idea of where to go or just something fun to read, easy lie-in on a Friday, that's what it's meant to be. That's what I do. Become a little ritual. I'll sit. I'll be like, oh, Courtney's been here. I'd like to go there. And one of the, we're having a bit of a sneak peek, actually, at some of the things yes. that are going out this weekend, um, including an article from The Takeout, which is asking, who is your favorite fictional chef? Now, we've all all got our own favorite real life chefs shout out to chef troy who's about three <laughs> meters away from me um but you know it could be you gordon ramsay's it could yes. be a julia child's but there's something about a chef from a tv show that ends he tickles my fancy um and we grow up with them yes. think about the chef from the muppets yes swedish what? chef a swedish chef do you know who just came to mind monica from friends she's a chef funny you should say that i was thinking of john favreau in chef that's what i was that's exactly who was on my list that the grilled cheese scene oh my goodness still my favorite scene i could just at any point where i'm watching the film from that i, I have to like go buy the ingredients <laughs> to make a grilled cheese <laughs> <laughs> let us know yours if there's any that come to mind your favorite fictional uh chefs but sometimes it's interesting to see how chefs are kind of portrayed on on film and, and screen bradley cooper is in a film called burnt, burnt. yes very edgy mm-hmm. um you know sienna miller's in that and you can tell yes. she's edgy because they're giving her an, like an undercut <laughs> yes. they're like you're edgy because this is how we're going to style your hair yes. oh, and that, that's that's yes. it, that's her character i would like to see another take at that at the the pressure they're under at um you know but i think uh, i know favreau did a lot of training in fact on on um netflix he has a whole series which we watched during lockdown 
lockdown, my husband and I loved it. Do you like food shows? Um, is that how you kind of unwind, or is that a bit of a busman's holiday, as my dad so, would say? So, as I know, uh, maybe in our book club group, there's a bit of a selling sunset chat you going on is. Love Island, all that. For me, if I'm watching a reality show, it's, it's usually a cooking show or a master, because that's how you learn to talk about food. That's mm. how you learn maybe ingredients or cuisines I don't know a lot about. So, so when they're challenged to make something, then I go, okay, yeah, or Great British Bake Off. It's just the ultimate comfort watch anyway. So what you're saying is I'm going to be able to sell real estate 100%. in LA very soon. 100%. I'm very much looking forward to my <laughs> wardrobe makeover, a la, a la Christine. Um, my kids have got really into Bake Squad. I don't know if you've watched that. I haven't. Um, Nailed It is another great one. I think we can take it seriously. You know, you've got your uh, chef's table or master chef. Which are cinematic. The way Absolutely. The way um, chef's table in particular is shot. And it... What I find really wonderful is I love watching the chefs that I know and that I've heard of. That's great. But I often get more from the chefs that I've never heard of. And I think, oh, my goodness, you've had an incredible impact on what I might eat here in Dubai without me even realizing that the, the path of your influence. Absolutely. Um, it's a bit like when I listen to Desert Island Discs. I always love hearing the, you know, some of the guests and what the music they would choose if I knew who they are. But sometimes it's most rewarding to actually learn truly deeply about somebody. It's true. And I love that your girls are having this positive impact as well, like seeing others cook. And then I know they have their little, you guys are obsessed with pancakes and waffles. We love yes. pancakes. But that's where you get those skills that is age appropriate. There's nothing wrong with saying yes of course you can cook you doesn't have to be this fancy thing but you can be you can be in the kitchen and try different things and and some of them do have a message the kids shows in particular i'm thinking about um waffles and mochi which is a show that um michelle obama's created and one of them is about making mistakes and they they um they're on a mission to collect eggs so it's two characters called waffle who shockingly <laughs> is made from waffles and mochi who is a mochi um and they they um they're on they're given a mission to go and collect eggs from all over the world and they collect the eggs and they fly to Italy and they meet maybe my favorite chef, Massimo, Massimo Batura. Who's in town. I know. <laughs> I need to see him. Um, and uh, what they realize is when they, when they give these eggs to Chef Massimo, one of them is cracked. And Waffles and Mochi are heartbroken. They feel like they've really let him down. And what Chef then goes on to talk about is saying, no, sometimes mistakes can be amazing. And he talks about one of his most famous desserts, which is Oops, I Dropped the Lemon Tart, which was created by one of his chefs, completely by accident, who did literally trip in the kitchen, spill it. And Chef Massimo looks down and goes, well, that's beautiful. And now that's one of the most famous dishes on the menu. And I think we now say that, you know, oops, I dropped the lemon tart. I, you know, the kids ask me if I make mistakes on the radio. And I'm like, of course I do. And I always joke that if I say something wrong, I go Whoop, and try and kind of turn back like, reverse time. And Phoebe said to me the day, she was like, Mummy, I haven't heard you do the Whoop thing on the radio. I was like, I do it quite a lot, Phoebe, because, you know, I'm... Could have fooled me. I'm an imperfect human. <laughs> um, but I think it's really important to see, you know, people that they're on, this, on the screen yes. making mistakes and learning and getting better and... Even if it's, if it's something as kind of seemingly silly as a giant, you know, chocolate dinosaur egg on Bake Squad being knocked over and smashing, they see that things yes. aren't perfect all and, the time. And the reaction to that is not to... Have a you tantrum. Know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can be frustrated, but maybe frustrated within the parameter. Like, it's okay to be... Of course you'd be frustrated, yeah, if but then you could move on. And I learned that in this recipe, I can't use this much eggs, milk, it, butter, whatever. Maybe in the next one, I'll do this. Exactly. I think, it's, I think it's really valuable. I think a lot of kids can get a lot out of food shows. It does make them want to eat more sugar, though. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Can't control that. These are my children who... <laughs> On this, this is the last day of term. I've had so many messages from people going, my kids are foul. I'm like, yeah, mine are absolutely foul. They're overtired. So they had a candy cane before 6 a.m. this morning. 
Best Life. Mm. I saw I saw cookie uh, uh, um, candy cane cookie dough. That was in one of my la maybe it's coming up this week. But I was like, I must find this product. Candy cane cookie dough. dough. What are some of your big indulgences on the holiday season? It's, You're it's American. Come I, on, hit so me. So it's um, I, I'm obsessed with the cacao guy. It's a local. I love my locals, but they do a blondie. It's called the OTT blondie. It is beyond over the top. It's sweet, it's salty. Uh, I had it for Thanksgiving and like they gave me a, like a platter and I like I was responsible for eating half of that platter. <laughs> uh, but no, no we've, we've got so many good um, first crust. There's a lot of places in town where- First crust, we're talking about pastry today. Yep. Great pies. Great pies. We, they did a pecan for for our Thanksgiving as well. And I, I just think that if you want to delegate that and you don't want to be in a kitchen, cool, just buy just buy it and somebody there's a professional out there that's making an amazing pastry or pie and, and there's and especially when it comes to small businesses yes. you know this this is the lifeblood of the city it really is and spinis has done an amazing job of bringing some of those small businesses to the shelves and i think there's still an awful lot of still waiting to be discovered i was telling people about the incubator this week i was at a supper club my first one and um, shout out to the girl in the goose yeah. who was uh, who's, who's done some work i think with spinis but um it's amazing that we can develop these and and they're they could be a sauce they could be a pastry they can be a frozen item um, just all the all the just love back to Spinney's for, for offering that absolutely right now come holiday season your folks are landing next week Tuesday what is the plan are you gonna be cooking Christmas Day or are you going out I am going out we like to do a big breakfast I like mm. to just get all the the goodies for breakfast and then um, a uh, friend, uh, friend of me and maybe friend of you, friend of the show, uh, Liam from Eat Go See is just doing a drop-in. So we'll, we'll bring some stuff. Uh, but I think he is delegating the turkey to Carnistore, who did my Thanksgiving turkey. I've just ordered mine. The, the, <laughs> the cookers are too small in Dubai. Let somebody else, you know, you need a big bird. Just just go to a hotel or someone well, like Carnistore. Well, this, this is the eternal debate we have. So my husband thinks it's cheating. No. Um, and if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Um, so I'd much rather be enjoying company than locked away in the kitchen. Um, so you'll be at, at home, you're not doing a brunch or anything? Yes. We are, will do the same. My folks, as I said, hopefully going to be here. They'll be on a plane this time next week. I mean, the world is in flux. Yes. So, I mean, I'm touching all the wood. I'm crossing all the fingers and toes. And I, I, and I wish that for the same of everyone listening today, I hope if, uh, if things haven't been derailed that things are going to be okay moving forward. Um, we've got time for one last story, um, mainly because I want to know, what is the history of cheesy pasta? So pasta, if you can imagine, like people were cooking flour to the point of like sticky goo, mm -hmm. and then apparently somebody like 1400s in Italy, of course, of course. has invented pasta. They realize, oh, we can't cook it for two hours and make <laughs> this like sludgy mess. And literally at the same time of doing this, they're like, we should add cheese to this. So 1471, in fact, my favorite little fact from this article, it goes, there's like a phrase in Italian, macaroni without cheese. It goes back forever, which means it's a metaphor for imperfection. That's how much the cheese and pasta go together. It's true, it's like a night without stars. <laughs> yes. um, if you love a foodie fact, a foodie story, um, some ideas and inspirations for places to go, get yourself over to Courtney Brandt's Instagram page. As I said, you can sign up for the newsletter there. Courtney, always an absolute pleasure. Where are you gonna be eating this weekend? I am just at home. I'm going to uh, Zara's kitchen. She is having a nice little get together. So that's where I'll be. Gorgeous, enjoy yourself. Welcome back to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinney's. Eat well, live well. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. And we are definitely eating well here, courtesy of the man who's just sat down in front of me, Chef Troy Payne of The Pangolin. 
we have got a most beautifully cooked rack of lamb, Hasselback pumpkin with a kind of caramelized hazelnut crust and a cherry sauce that you were whizzing up just seconds before you sat down. Are you pleased with your dish? I'm happy that the people that are here are happy. I'm happy because I get to eat it. As she says, like she hasn't already had a several nibbles. Um, and I have to say, we've had a real kind of group of mixed abilities um, on the cooking front here. Some people would never pick up a rack of lamb from the shelves, others more confident chefs. Um, so thank you for everything you've shared this afternoon, all of your kind of patience. Um, I'm, this is my dinner sorted, so I really couldn't be happier. Um, Courtney was just singing the praises of the pangolin, um, talking about the invention, the innovation, the sense of fun, um, and how, you know, lots of places in Dubai go to the classics, you know, a burrata here, truffle there, which is great because it's nice to have something that you know is going to be good, but yes, it sounds like you guys are doing something a little bit different. Um, what do you think about that from her side? Yeah, look, um, I think that's a very nice thing to hear. Um, it's... Look, I've got nothing wrong with the burratas and things. I have, I, we do have a burrata. Of course you do, it's Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you do yours? Yeah, but we do it a bit different. You know, it's done with a, a very old Ethiopian salad dressing called the Queen of Sheba. And so it's, you know, it's, it's sweet, it's spicy, it's, it's this and that. And, you know, it's, it's instead of just being a burrata on tomato with mm -hmm, basil. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that, you know, yeah, we do do things differently. Um, and it comes from trying to do things the way that I know, which is from scratch, not from jars or things like that. And when you say scratch, you mentioned earlier you make your own vinegars. What else is being made in your kind of your cookery lab? What alchemy is going on behind the scenes? I mean, a, a little bit of everything. I pickles? Think. Oh, lots of, lots of pickles, um, lots of pickles, lots of vinegar, all the charcuterie, all the meat work, um, everything's done in-house, all the sausages, wow. um, all the cured meats. Um, we make our own duck prosciuttos, you name it. Um, and everything, all we do all this with beef. Um, and it's also become a, an amazing thing to, um, to, you know, push ourselves in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, also to, you know, we're starting to make our own dry-aged um, kingfish bastoma. So bastoma, which is normally a meat product. Yeah. Sorry, can you, okay, you're going to have to go back a step. A kingfish what, what, what? A kingfish bastoma. Okay, again, saying it again is not helping me, Troy. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? So we're um, going to be dry-aging kingfish, okay. um, local kingfish. It's uh, grown here in the UAE. And what will the texture be like? Um, it's going to be a, a beautiful, uh, think of a gravel axe. Oh, wow. Um, except uh, more. Okay, all right, <laughs> amazing. So, yeah. Now, I'd, I'm, I was going to say I don't want to put you on the spot, but I totally do. Mm -hmm. If I was going to come to the Pangolin this weekend, or anyone listening thinks... I want to try something different and I mean visually it's very different as well it's a beautiful spot um, what would you say you need to eat to really understand your foodie philosophy to understand you know the restaurant on a plate are there a few dishes that you think really represent you guys um, I think one of the I mean we have a beautiful dish on the menu which is a shrimp manti um, we take great pride in making all our pasta um, you know from scratch and this is beautiful our version of a manti little baby ravioli type style things um, and filled with beautiful shrimps. The sauce is made with the heads of the shrimps, um, so there's no wastage. You know, it's, it's sustainability, the word is thrown around a lot now, um, but I don't think it's truly understood what that word means mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's not just, it doesn't mean just buying a tomato from a farm here. Yeah, right. um, you know, um, and so we, you know, it, dishes like that, you know, where everything's from here, um, you know, it's, it makes me very happy. And so when people get to experience that then, and, and smile and enjoy and it's happy, 
Um, in saying that, you know, a lot of our dishes on the menu, you know, they are for everyone. We still make a hamburger. We still make fish and chips, um, or our version of it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not just, we don't just do crazy stuff, and it's not just about pushing the boundaries on what we can make. Um, there's making lots of making people happy. Yeah, it's about making people happy. There's comfort food. There's, you know, all of it's basically comfort food. Um, it's just different levels of it. So. Well, honestly, you've made us incredibly happy this afternoon, sharing your expertise and your food as well. Um, so I'm going to get stuck in, but I've got some announcements to make. First of all, most important announcement is a big thank you to you, Chef Troy. Really appreciate your time and your expertise oh, no, this today. Is an absolute pleasure, and thank you to Spinney's, and thank you to yourself and everyone, um, to the Dubai team, and you know everyone. It's it's been magic to ICC it's here. Great the school. space. This school is, um, you know. It's inspirational to have all these people. So it's it is. Wonderful. It's really special. Thank you again as, uh, to Echo Troy there, ICCA. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Don't forget, you can tune in live to Farmer's Kitchen every single Thursday afternoon on Dubai Eye 103.8 between 2 and 5 p.m.